Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody. Thank you guys for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. So this week we're going to be continuing down our road here. We have been going over game mechanics once again uh, and just diving a little bit further into them about how they work, what what works for them, what works against them, do we love them, do we hate them, all that good stuff, and kind of a little bit of brief history behind them as well. It's It's been a lot of fun, and we really enjoy these, so we just want to continue on this trend. Uh, and in lieu of a pretty awesome game that came out recently, uh, it sparked a conversation here, uh, and we wanted to then showcase that mechanic specifically. Uh, and it's kind of a two-parter for this episode. So what we're going to be discussing here is backtracking and fast travels. So those two concepts kind of go hand in hand. Now with like the modern games that are coming out, you can't really have one without the other uh, because a lot of people feel that backtracking is purely evil and it is a waste of time or it is just laziness on the game developer's side. I disagree with that. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Chris, but (laughs) I disagree with that completely. But I know a lot of people do agree with that comment. It's kind of a shame. But in order to fix that problem and to keep the gamers and players happy, a lot of developers have created fast travel. And fast travel has been in games for quite a while now, but it is just to kind of help alleviate that issue. And, you know, you can't think of, I mean, off the top of your head, when you think about fast traveling, you can't think of anything negative to say about it. But there are some games that actually have taken fast travel and ruined their games, um, Star Citizen, uh, for that. But, you know, there's some titles out there that are just kind of abusing that mechanic as well. So we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff. And oh, and just so that you guys know, if you haven't guessed it already, the game that kind of sparked this whole conversation is the new Prince of Persia game, which uh, it was a fantastic game. And I think we'll talk about it in more depth in our update episode, uh, which will be coming out next week because we got a lot of games we've been playing to talk to you guys about but anyway let's dive right into this one backtracking and fast traveling uh obviously the first games that come to mind are going to be the metroids and the castlevanias but how do you feel about these games and is there something else that kind of sparks your interest or you think about whenever you think about these mechanics in games um kind of going off what you mentioned earlier about if i like it or not it's Weird because most of the people complaining about games that don't have fast travel, it's like people that are like, well, we don't have time to walk everywhere, right? Like everyone's like, oh, I have a family. Like I can't just sit and walk everywhere. And it's like, I kind of get that, right? Obviously, because I have a family. But at the same time, it's like, if the person who made the game felt like, you should explore the world. I mean, that's the point of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I like fast travel and I mean, for the most part, I always end up using it if it's, you know, necessary, right? Like if I'm turning in a quest or I'm doing something, yes, I'm going fast travel, but 
it is nice when you play a game where you can enjoy the world enough where you don't really care about fast traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that's kind of the hard, it, it's kind of hard to find that nowadays. I feel like, like there's a lot of beautiful worlds in games and sometimes I feel like the worlds might be a little too big and some people might feel justified in complaining about fast travel, but I, I guess I can, you know, take it or leave it. I think it would be kind of interesting if you could turn off fast travel, right? Mm -hmm. Like if a developer was like, Oh, we put the option in, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, you don't have to take fast travel if you don't want it. Yeah. Like hide the icon on your map or something. And, uh, it's we all live busy lives but like for me it's like when i play a game like i kind of like i think i had a time like okay what am i gonna play today with my you know gaming time Mm -hmm. right like it's not like i can just sit in front of my tv or my computer and be like ah screw my other responsibilities i'm gonna play right or i'm not gonna try and playing in between watching my kid and doing something else like no this is end of the night where i can just focus on the game and for me it's like if i have to spend an extra hour right running back and forth yes it could be a more productive use of time but it's like well if it's that boring i could just put on a podcast or listen to music while my character is running somewhere but i was thinking like kind of when it comes to the backtracking part of it, I think that's where I'm a little bit more pissy about it. <laughs> you know, like that's where I'm definitely like I'm using fast travel because a lot of games don't change it up that often. Right. Like it's it's a mechanic that exists in many different ways in games. But in the sense that I'm looking at it where it's like, oh, you're in a linear path back to where you have to go and games still do that and i think that's kind of the hardest part for me to enjoy whereas you see some games take you an alternate path to backtrack and i think that's cool or they at least change the scenery and i think yes it's more work for the developers and stuff but i also think it makes the game interesting Right. Yeah, you would kind of hope that they would do their homework a little bit and realize that walking through the same corridor or down the same pathway multiple times does get a little bit boring or repetitive, especially if the enemies aren't changing or the scenery is not changing around you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it, it makes sense that that would be a thing. I mean, there are some games out there that have you constantly going back to the same location, but it doesn't feel wrong in a sense. Right. It's all about the pacing. And like you said as well, the the intent of the designers, right? Like it's kind of really is dependent on that. There's a overall vibe to every single game. And sometimes if the environment looks great or if like the environment plays a heavy part in the overall flow of the game, then it is kind of important to have those elements of downtime where you're just walking back to somewhere or whatever it may be returning a quest or something like that right 
And actually one that I didn't think about until uh, right now when you were talking is Shadow of the Colossus. Right? I mean, I talk about that game so much. It's funny, I forgot about it. But, <laughs> you know, there's so much backtracking in that game where you have to come back every single time to the main hub. And then you go back out and then you come back and then you go back out. But what's nice about it is you, you know, you get the main quest, you go and, you know, go down and hunt a Colossus. You have your crazy high spike of adrenaline. You did this really epic fight. And then the walk back is a nice cool down. And like the player does get a sense of relaxation and they're now in a better mood to receive new information, which is then, you know, getting or the next location of the next Colossus. And now you go back out there, you have your highs of the fight, you come back and you get the next location and rinse and repeat. And that was enjoyable to me, right? Just riding around and walking that that path. So for me, I mean, I feel like backtracking can be essential. It can be a very beneficial thing to a game if it is in the mind of the designer uh, and it is in the forefront whenever they're creating these situations. Now, obviously, one easy trope that can be put into games to allow for backtracking is, and to make it an interesting or um, relevant conversation to have, is, you know, having unlocks or things like that that pop up with your new power-ups, similar to your Metroid games or your new, what is it, um, action-adventure games, right, or action-exploration games. Uh, (laughs) Those ones, they usually have an area that you cannot get to until you have a certain ability or things like that. So making a mental note on knowing that you're going to be walking down that path once again, it just kind of makes it more interesting as far as backtracking goes. It might just be a quick little 30 second detour, but it was something that you found along the way. But what I like about um, how some games handle it as well is actually introducing new enemy types uh, or increasing the levels of the enemies. So things are scaling with you to keep it interesting to keep it challenging as you're going along or even uh, just kind of like changing the backgrounds or changing the scenery based on what's going on. So if the beginning of the game, let's say hypothetically you're in a game where it opens up and it's just a bright, cheery world, right? And it's just green fields and all this stuff and it's beautiful and you're walking through this field and you're going from your house in the woods to the main town to go deliver something, right? Let's say that's like the main starting sequence there. And then let's say the town gets attacked and now all of a sudden that same trek back, you're trying to get back to your house. It's now changed because maybe there's like a battle going on in the background or there's something new to look at, right? So giving players new visual cues along the way and giving them something to look at instead of having to give them rewards or things like that to hit those like, um, you know, the enjoyment levels is another way to handle backtracking, but it takes a lot of pre-planning and thinking ahead from the designers to properly execute that plan. So it is a, it's a very tricky thing. It's, it's very difficult to handle, but you can tell when it's done right and when the designers have actually thought ahead about this and put some thought behind um, exactly what they're going to be doing when they're backtracking. Is this actually essential to the game or is it important or does it hold any weight at all or can they just you know, zip back and forth. It's no big deal. There's nothing really happening in the middle there or, you know, like things like that. But there there are some titles that I've played as well where it does have like fast travel where you can just go quickly from point A to point B in the towns. But whenever you get to like the main story B fights, I always felt under leveled 
or didn't right like I wasn't 100% familiar with the fight mechanics because I spent too much time just kind of zipping back and forth and not really paying attention to that main core uh, like game loop that I was missing out on um, which I could have gotten if I just walked the path or whatever it may be or right? or I didn't have enough items because I wasn't making any money while I was playing the game so now I couldn't buy anything in the shops or stuff like that right so there there's a lot of balance that goes into it and it is a very difficult thing to hold on to and make feel important uh but i i mean i'm okay with backtrack backtracking because it's i don't know i think it's fun and it could be used in a very interesting way if there's a like a story reason for it or a game mechanic reason that is essential essential for it right as far as like leveling mm-hmm. up or something like that so there there are some definite benefits to it it just needs to be done right and it needs to be like the designers, like I said, they need to be aware of what they're doing beforehand. But now when it comes to fast traveling itself, right? Like there's that sense of backtracking and having it being important to the story. When it comes to fast traveling, I'm actually okay with it to a certain extent. I don't like being able to pop into my menu anywhere and just jump somewhere, right? I feel like that takes away mm-hmm. from the core game itself. Uh, whenever I see fast traveling or ones that may really resonate with me or make sense are ones that are similar to, let's say, your Hollow Knight or even the new Prince of Persia, where there are fast travel points, but they're points that you have to go back to on your map, right? So like you are thinking ahead, you're trying to plan out your route on the map once you get to those points uh, to then get to the right areas or it unlocks little quick ways to get somewhere or quicker ways to get somewhere, right? So it is still forcing you to backtrack a little bit, but it is taking away from it, right? And I find that to be, I don't know, I I like that more. I I feel like that makes them, that makes much more sense to me because then otherwise I'm just sitting in my menu the whole time, right? Or I'm staring at a map. I'm not actually playing the game. I'm not enjoying Mm -hmm. my experience. I'm not taking in the scenery itself or it just becomes, yeah, a hundred percent Starfield, right? Like it, that game gets ruined by the fact that you can just fast travel anywhere. So you're just only ever looking at menus. And the only time you pop out is if there's combat or if you are returning a quest or you're listening to a cutscene. that half the time when I was playing that game, when there's a cutscene going on, I was just walking around the room and letting the people talk. I wasn't even paying attention to them. Right. So it, I really was not vested into that game because I never had or I was never forced to actually soak in the environment itself. Uh, be, like Having to walk to a fast travel point, yeah, I, I can see why some people might get annoyed with that and saying like, oh, that's just unnecessary fluff for all this stuff. But it forces you to take in the environment and to look at things from different angles and different perspectives, right? When you first enter a room and you move from right to left, that's one way of looking at something and you can easily miss something that's below you, above you, whatever it may be or it's just based off the camera, right? But then if you go from left to right, you might see something. Or maybe it's the third time that you walk across there, you're like, oh, there is a gate there. That's interesting. I wonder if this move that I just got, I could use to exploit or figure it out or kind of mess with it, right? And it's nice too, because a lot of these hidden pathways now get kind of ingrained in our minds of something like a point of interest, uh, something to remember to go back to and to just kind of, re-explore whenever the time comes so yeah i'm more of a fan of those kind of fast travel points i i'm not i really don't like it when you can just 
open up your menu from wherever, hit a point to go to, and then all of a sudden you're there. I, I feel like that completely takes away from the game. Uh, and at that point, then it should just be a mobile game, which is chapters, right? Where you just pop into combat and then it's a, cu a cut scene of like two minutes of explaining some new exposition and then boom, you're instantly transported to the next area. Like if, I, if that's in the game, then it might as well just be that, honestly. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, well, like right now I'm playing through uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And in prior Yakuza games and stuff, you would have to go to a phone booth and then it would teleport you or a, like a cab and it would teleport you to different spots on the map. You couldn't just like pick exactly where you wanted to go, but it would lead you like probably close to it. Mm -hmm. And something in this game is that, yeah, from the menu, I can press square and it'll be like, do you want to warp to this cabbie for the fee? So in a sense, like you can kind of still take the cab to that spot, but you still can't just be like, I want to go to this certain store. Like you can't warp to that. You have to still warp to where the taxi would be, which, you know, in a sense, like that's cool. I kind of like that. But the thing is, too, with this game is, yeah, that's in there, but I haven't really been fast traveling that much. And I think a lot of it comes down to giving you a lot to do in between traversal. Right. And this game, like, there's a lot on the screen. You know, you're you're in Hawaii and, uh, you know, there's random battles on the street right your typical rpg stuff but because there's so many systems at play in it it always kind of makes you just want to walk or you know maybe like an hour into the game after all the cutscenes, uh you get this faster traversal right you get a segue and now you have to go and you know over time charge it at a charging dock uh and stuff like that that's but <laughs> it makes you you know zoom really fast uh on the streets and for me, I honestly really like doing that. And a part of it is because there's so many things, side stuff you can do in this game that you kind of want to keep walking, right? Like you're rewarded for walking a lot, just like in all those games. But this game has a, so there's an app where it's kind of like, oh, everyone in Hawaii is very friendly. So you want to, you know, be nice to everybody. So when you're walking on the streets, there's some characters that have like a smiley face above their head. And when you press, you know, um, your square button or X, it's um, for Xbox. It's basically like your character is like, hey, how's it going? And like mm -hmm. if people have that face above their head, they start liking you. Um, mm -hmm. So you gain like social links. Now, granted, like you do get some kind of like bonus stuff after so many, but uh you run across them in the streets you know that person you see at the mall will randomly be over by the beach later on in the day like it's randomized for the most part and um but it makes you want to you know jump off your Segway and go over hit that button and raise their little meter and there's not only that but there's also like Pokemon style battles you can do in between everything. You know, there's there's so many little things littered between each point that 
you can find something to do if you're interested in it. And yeah, there is some parts where like you're doing a side quest and it's on the other side of the town. You know, sometimes I'll do fast travel if I feel like I just want to get there. But I would say probably 80% of my time I've been just enjoying the world as it is. And it's awesome. It's making me really enjoy the game a lot more. And, you know, it, it kind of takes me back to um, the first experience with this kind of fast travel, right? Where you pull up your map and you can go anywhere. And for me, it's hard to pinpoint where I first kind of saw this in the game because there's some people like to say this is fast travel, which I agree with. Other people like to say even like using a vehicle in a game is fast travel, right? Like when you think back to old Final Fantasies and you get an airship, oh, that's fast travel. But I'm taking more where you pull up a menu. I mean, I guess you could call the bicycle in Pokemon fast travel. (laughs) Well, Pokemon had fly. Oh, true. I forgot about that. Um, Which, I mean, when you think back to those older games, that was like the old fast travel, right? Like I think uh, Dragon Quest three was the first game to let you pick which town you wanted to uh, zoom to. Cause mm. while zoom was originally in the first two games, you only would zoom to the main castle. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere else in the world with it. But with three, you were able to warp to a town, which is really damn cool. Um, especially for something that old, but for me, in the same with Pokemon, right? You're able to warp to major towns with Fly. But if you didn't have Fly, yeah, then you would have your bicycle, which was always super fast anyway. But right. for me, my first experience where it kind of like blew me away was maybe Oblivion. Uh, I remember. I mean, that game at the time when it came out already kind of blew me away because I never played Morrowind. So for me, this open world fantasy game, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I just want to, like, run around everywhere. And I did. But then when I realized I could fast travel places, I was like, oh, my God, this makes this game so much quicker and easier. And I had really liked it. But then I realized, like, I was enjoying that game a lot less. Mm. And... There was a lot of things at that time that I was not liking about that game that I look back on and I'm like, that game was actually really cool. But regardless of that, for me, even if those games kind of have an empty-ish open world feeling to it, some games just have a good atmosphere where it feels like you're traveling. It feels like you're, you know, seeing, you're living the world. And I think that's the other aspect of me not wanting to fast travel anywhere is, is this world interesting enough that makes me want to be immersed in it? Like you said with Shadow of the Colossus, it's a fascinating world because it's so bleak and empty. And because those colossi are so huge, you know, it's like, oh, it's really cool to see them from a distance, right? That say, if you fast travel to their region, it would take away a lot of that epic feeling of you riding up on your horse to the region. And, you know, obviously a lot of these big AAA games, they 
And I'm mostly looking at like Ubisoft games, right? Like Far Cry's, your Assassin's Creed's, like they make such big overworlds that in a lot of ways feel so empty nowadays where what's the point of running to this one town when when you kind of look at it, it's just copy paste, right? You have your same fetch quest right outside the town. There's nothing interesting about it aside from a few areas. But when you look at a world like Oblivion or Skyrim, right, where it's like there's a lot of lore, there's a lot of interesting things that a person could get sucked into where it's like, oh, maybe I don't need the fast travel if I want to actually kind of role play this game. Now, Skyrim did feel really big, and I think that's where I did fast travel a lot. But it's it's interesting, kind of looking back at that, like, my first experiences with it, because, I don't know, I I like using them, but if I really like a game, I'm not going to utilize it that much. Right. And even, you know, nowadays with a kid where my time is more limited... I I feel like I still kind of keep that where it's like, oh, no, I want to run around more. I want to see this. You know, it's, um, I know I'm kind of rambling now at this point, but <laughs> uh, the last one I wanted to kind of bring up recently that was a very interesting take on this for me was uh, Tears of the Kingdom, mm. where, you know, it's, when you introduce alternative ways of getting around, it made me kind of fast travel less. Well, it would make me fast travel to a spot and then I would explore, right? Like I would go to one of the sky islands and then I would just glide everywhere. And it was cool. It, it made me enjoy flying down into that world. And I think that's, the key too is that if you're able to make like getting around fun you can make fast travel a lot more interesting right Right. and i think that game did it really well for me because in breath of the wild yeah i fast traveled everywhere riding a horse everywhere is kind of it's slow it's cool but it's slow in that game because it's so big and so empty but with tears of the kingdom yeah it's still a pretty empty world you know, but being able to fly is cool. You know, going to the depths with your little flying bike that everyone seemed to make when it came out. <laughs> Once that like, was announced on the internet, that was the only thing people made. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like the biggest thing. And it was cool. Like, it really did make me want to explore down there. And that's the kind of stuff I like, you know. Should every game do that? No, you know, but it it worked for that. And it made me very interested in it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I feel like it is very important to give the player something to do, especially in these like really large games when they're going to be traversing large, you know, spans of land. It's it's very important to have distractions for the player. And I think that's what Breath of the Wild did or Tears of the Kingdom rather uh, did so much better than Breath of the Wild. Right. Where, like you said, like in the original one, it was very much I don't really want to go all the way over there. That just sounds like a pain in the ass. <laughs> right. But then with the with Tears of the Kingdom, you can get warped to certain places. That's fine. But there or you could just walk everywhere and there's always something to look at because 
there was now three separate worlds potentially stacked on top of each other with something to look at or with um like, like you mentioned with like a dragon yeah you can fast travel certain places but you're gonna lose out on that nuance that they've added in this mechanic of the friendship mechanic or just visually looking at the world around you same thing with like cyberpunk right you can fast tra- like you can fast travel there or you can just drive around. I felt like I was driving a lot more, you know, and just kind of appreciating the world or you can skip car rides um, when the NPC is driving. But I felt like that mm-hmm. wasn't like that kind of like took away from the overall feeling and vibe of it. And it wasn't even that long of a car ride anyway. Right. So it it's very it's it's tough, right, because. Yeah, sure. The right way to do it and to make it so that traveling doesn't feel like such a pain is to fill the world with stuff, to give people distractions, give them something to look at, different points of interest. But yeah, that is now making the staff have to make all kinds of new things to just add into the game and a lot to do. But if you're making the game on that scale, you would kind of hope that they're doing that anyway, right? Uh, And I start kind of thinking back on some of the games I played, some of the most iconic and memorable games that I've played. And I feel like, like, let's say, for instance, Final Fantasy VII had fast travel in it, and you can just kind of zip around wherever you wanted to. I feel like I would not have fond memories of that game like I do now, right? Like, sure, you could say the airships and things like that make it a little bit easier to traverse, but I don't really consider that fast travel. I just consider it speeding it up, right? It's just makes traveling of like accessible without combat. So it removes that part of it, which is fine, you know. But then on the flip side of that, there are some RPG games out there where the combat system works, where there's too much combat, where then it just becomes kind of a pain in the ass and a slog and you almost forget the reason why you were going somewhere, right? And this is something that was very common in older JRPGs uh, where like every five seconds there was a battle and it's like, okay, man, like I'm dying out here. I need to go back to the town that I just left because I don't have any other resources and I don't know how far away this place is. And I haven't got right. Like there, there's a fine balance there to try and kind of figure out. But I think the most important thing with traveling and making traversing interesting is giving the player different points of interest. If you don't have that, then, you know, it's just not going to work, but then you can go, too far where there's just like bloat and there's too many things and it's just too overwhelming and then now they're not focusing on the main story at all which is kind of going against the the whole point and the reason of the game in general as well right so it's it's kind of it's a delicate balance there but when looking back at some of maybe the first games that i remember like a sense of fast travel in i'd have to say probably Super Mario Brothers, whenever you find the mm. hidden path to the warp pipes, you know, and you can go to the different worlds and just kind of jump ahead. Mm-hmm. That I think was like the first time I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. I can I can skip levels. I can just go ahead. I don't have to go through all that headache and pain in the ass stuff. But that worked for that environment because of it just being a quick run to the left or run to the right platformer, right? Like it's not like you're actually collecting much of anything. Uh, in those except for coins and more levels right Uh, or more lives maybe uh, if you know where they are but but it's not like you can especially in the older Mario games like that you you can't take a star with you you know like it or those things or like you're not getting a boost to your speed if you play through the level you're not leveling up in any way so 
skipping levels like that just felt like a fun little hack, right? It, it just felt like a, a cool thing that, oh, check this out. I, I know this uh, secret area. Go ahead and run up there and you'll get to this area. And it's actually funny thinking about that right now because um, my uh, my partner, she bought me this little like um, game system that has like 400 old games on it. And it's a lot of fun. Um, it's just a super like cheapy little emulator. It's designed to look like an NES as well, but it's not just <laughs> NES games. It's all kinds of stuff on there. We found some great titles on there, like um, the Freddy Krueger game from like the 80s or 90s, which is a fun nice. game to play. It was awesome. But she wanted to play Mario. And huh. I actually got to show her that secret passageway. She never knew about it. And I got to guide her to jump up to the right platform to get to that pipe. And she loved it. And every single time we started that level, she actually went through and did that jump to the pipe instead of actually completing the level like you're supposed to or quote unquote supposed to. So I, I feel like in a game like Mario, like being able to skip or fast travel or do something like that makes sense, right? Like it's it's not really hurting anything because the whole point of that game really is I mean, you're not there to really explore the scenery of Mario, right? It's <laughs> like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone really do that. Like, it's iconic imagery, but that's about it, it you know? So it's just more of about how long does it take to beat the level? How quickly can you do this? How efficient can you be with your jumps and things like that, right? But it's it's just kind of funny. So I think that's probably like my first instance of it there. And it, yeah, it was a fun experience and it was fun to be able to share that with her. You know, I got to thinking about how when you were bringing up the um, like cyberpunk, right, with the um, sitting in the cab, something that I forget about that at the time I always hated because it was very long, but now it's kind of cool. But in World of Warcraft, uh, back in the old days before, you know, getting your mount was pretty easy. You know, you took your, your flying, you would go to like a, I forget what they're called, but basically you could fast travel uh, with a flying mount over to the next town, right? Or area. Mm -hmm. But you had to like sit on it and you would fly over the land to the next place, right? It wouldn't be like an instant fast travel. And I remember back in the day, you know, obviously at first I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then over time, I'm like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. <laughs> but, you know, looking back fondly on it, it it's really cool. You know, like going from Orgrimmar down to, you know, flying over the Barrens. It it's cool to think about because it's like, you know, back. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's still pretty busy now. It's been a long time since I played WoW. But um, flying over that and seeing all these players underneath you in the Barrens, like training and doing quests, it it's so cool to like think about because it's like you're flying over these people, you know, taking your little air taxi over to the next place. And it's like there's all these other people down there playing this game, you know, living their life. And it's just here I am looking down at him like it's weird how i'm like appreciating that now because most 
MMOs nowadays don't do that, right? It's kind of like an instant travel. Right. Which makes sense. But with WoW, I mean, obviously you can still do that. Like, they're, those NPCs are still in the game. But, you know, once you hit a certain level, you have your own mount. And, and I mean, it's still cool being able to fly everyone over everyone with your mount, but it's different. But I just remember being blown away by that uh, when I was younger because it was just so, like, what? Like... I feel like that would be such a cool experience and it might even show you different things that you weren't even thinking were there. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're, if you're able to look down at the players and you see a group of people somewhere, it's like, Oh, what is that? Right. So the next time you're making that journey to the back to that area, you might just walk it right to try and figure out what were they looking at? Well, why were they gathered there? What was that? Right. So it Mm -hmm. like, that's a cool feature Uh, especially in a game that big with so much stuff in it, it makes sense to be able to allow the player to at least see what's there so they don't feel like they're missing out of something that's just quickly warping them somewhere. But that's pretty impressive too for like, especially back in the day, that had to have been very like intensive on the servers, whereas like a quick like teleport from point A to point B would just be, here you go, right? Like I'm just here. But now mm-hmm. they have to render everything from there and keep track of where you are and all that stuff and still show everything that the players are doing that aren't a part, right. Like that's a lot to to do, I feel. And that's that's actually really cool. And I, I World of Warcraft is a whole nother beast that I have not touched. Uh, I'm afraid to, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm very afraid to play that game uh, because I just I, I feel like I would definitely get sucked into it. After playing Diablo, I had to like stop myself from playing Diablo because that would I could feel it taking over my life. Uh, and then like same thing happened with Final Fantasy 14. I was like, Ugh, like, just stop. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like those kind of games are really dangerous for me. So I kind of like stay away from those. Same. But but that is a really cool option, at least to like be able to fly over and see everyone there. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, the other part of that, too, um, because, you know, there's the two continents, right? One to the left, one to the right. The the main airship that would fly you from continent to continent, it was cool. And that was kind of like a warp, because obviously they're not going to render the whole ocean in between mm-hmm. both. But it was cool because, like, you would jump on the ship with all these other people, right, that are wanting to go to the Undercity. And it was cool because it would, you know, lift off at certain times and it would show you flying over your continent first. And then once you hit the water, it would warp you over to that other continent, but it would still show you flying into, you know, the, the airship landing spot. Um, but yeah, like it, it's cool when fast travels kind of done like that, where it's like, it's automated, but you're able to experience the world. And I think, how, like Final Fantasy twelve did that too, with their air did system. It? Yeah, actually, I now I think that. now I think about it, you can jump on an airship that will go to like different stations. It's basically just mm-hmm. like a bus, right? But you can go and walk around the airship while it's traveling, right? So like you can mm-hmm. go and explore it. And actually, there is uh, one of the ultimate weapons is on the airship, so you have to like find huh. it that way. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a cool feature there, but I. Now, like, I do like that system a lot where you could just basically hop on the bus or hop on the air ship, right? And Mm -hmm. just say, like, oh, just take me there. I don't really want to walk around and look around and talk to these people. 
or you can just, you know, explore a little bit and then go back to your cabin and sleep through the trip. And then you'll wake up at the, you know, the next town of where you're trying to get to. So like that is a cool mechanic. And I love the fact that they actually put something important in there as an ultimate yeah. weapon. <laughs> but it's I mean, that ultimate weapon was probably one of the biggest pain in the asses to get, to be honest. Uh, the chance of it spawning are very, very low and it's in an invisible chest. So you don't know if it's there or not. It, it's this whole thing where you have to kind of hope that the RNG gods are being nice to you. And there's a lot of people who I've tried to figure out the mathematics behind it. And it's kind of it's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> the The ultimate weapons in Final Fantasy 12 are very, very annoying. I, I recommend just playing the game without even looking for them, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it's a very different style, but it is cool that they at least uh, made it uh, made it have some sort of extra function, right? And made it a part of the game rather than just a quick, you jump on the train and now all of a sudden here you go, boom, you're over there, right? Like that's it, done. So. Well, all right, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this little conversation here into backtracking and fast travels, uh, just kind of diving into those little mechanics there. Uh, but anyway, we will talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now.